I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mother to us all. Amen. Imagine, imagine the place you love best, a place you return to over and over, a place where you meet the holy. Did you think of a place of natural beauty, the ocean, a favorite walk in the woods, a desert escape? Perhaps you thought of a city you love in whose streets you feel at home. Or maybe you thought of a monastery or a campus or a church, maybe this church. Now imagine if this place, this place that you love, a place you return to regularly for comfort, imagine that place torn by violence and betrayal. Recently for Tracy and me, a place we love best, Joshua Tree National Park, a delicate ecosystem with those ancient Dr. Seuss trees, a desert scape punctuated by oases filled with jewel-toned birds. Recently, that place was desecrated during the government shutdown when park rangers were furloughed, unable to protect the park from those who would use it for their own dark enjoyment. Off-roading, camping, and leaving trash wherever even damaging and cutting down those eponymous Joshua trees to create new roads. All that desecration felt like a gut punch, a place we love, a place of breathtaking beauty, a place where the holy feels closer, had been desecrated, betrayed. We lamented. This past Friday, in a country known for its natural beauty, a place known to embrace its diverse population, Muslims went to the places most holy to them on their Sabbath. In Christchurch, New Zealand, people gathered for prayer, greeting one another in Arabic, peace be upon you. Then in two of those places, two of those places, Masjid al-Nur and Linwood Masjid Mosque, a man entered, greeted his brother, greeted with peace, and then he violated those sacred places. He brought violence into the holy, both the place of prayer and the bodies of those worshipers created and beloved by God. What else can we do but lament? Lament is the proper posture when faced with the holy desecrated, when faced with human indifference to the dignity and suffering of others, when witnessing harm to the places and people we love. That is why Jesus 
laments today. That is why he cries out, mourns over Jerusalem, the city that is the center of his faith, the location of the temple, a place he and his family would have traveled to over and over throughout their lives, going up to Jerusalem regularly for the religious feasts and festivals. In the Gospel of Luke, everything begins in the temple in Jerusalem where the birth of John the Baptist was foretold, where Jesus is presented at the temple as a baby and recognized as the Messiah by Simeon and Anna, where Jesus returns each year with his parents for the festival of Passover, and where at 12 he stayed to learn from and question teachers because he had to be in his father's house. Jerusalem is the center of Judaism. Jesus would have been steeped in love of it, praying Psalm 137, the one written during another time of lament, the exile in Babylon, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget my skill, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. And now it is time again to lament over Jerusalem. For Jesus sees that this place he loves will be the place of his trial and betrayal by that fake king Herod, no lion of Judah, but a cunning fox who doesn't rule with courage, but as the cowardly puppet of Rome, the one who beheaded John the Baptist, who threatens Jesus now. Herod, that fox who has taken on the project of rebuilding the temple, not as a sign of faith, but as a vanity project. The city Jesus loves has been captured. The people he loves are in danger. What else can he do but cry out, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to it. And with that cry of anguish, Jesus enters into the prophetic stream of calling a people, a city, a nation back to God, back to a way that he exemplifies mercy and peace, healing and forgiveness. Jesus laments a holy place desecrated, a people oppressed and harassed, a city and a temple and a people captive to foreign powers. And he also laments what has not yet happened, but which he can see, his own betrayal, arrest, trial, crucifixion. Perhaps more. Perhaps Jesus in that moment looks down the scope of history, that long, long corridor to Jerusalem and through seeing all the ways we turn away. All the ways we desecrate holy places all the ways we violate God's creation in this good earth, the ways we violate one another, we made in the image of God. And perhaps in that moment, Jesus' cry echoes down the centuries, reverberating throughout the cosmos as he laments Jerusalem, Rome, Constantinople, Berlin, Johannesburg, 
Birmingham, Charleston, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Christchurch. Even now, Jesus laments, calls us to lament. Jesus laments and then he makes the kindly, homely offering of himself as mother hen, the mourning mother, the protective mother crying out to her children who do not see the danger they're in. Jerusalem, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. This image is not one of violence matching violence, nor is it one of strong borders or of being kept safe by locked doors or high walls or bulletproof vests. Rather, Jesus offers the soft breast of a mother hen, feathers fluffed up and over her little ones vulnerable, weaker surely than all the foxes of the world. In a world broken, violent, betraying, when we watch too often holy places violated, when our own foxy hearts tempt us to lash out because we're angry or we're afraid, tempt us to use our own ways rather than God's ways, we can even now turn, return, to our mothering God who seeks to protect us, offering her own life for love of us. But first, we lament. First, we cry out to God. On Friday, at Masjid al-Nur, one of the worshipers, Adnan, said that bodies fell so fast he was covered in a pile of them, dying. He wondered how he survived and yet he found that he was holding his young son who would not. And as his son was dying, Adnan whispered, God is sufficient. He is our protection. God is sufficient. He is our protection. First, we will lament. We cry out to God. And then we gather under her wings. And we try to follow God's ways of love and peace mercy and forgiveness, trusting that under our mother hen's wings, we will see violence of the world and we will lament it. But we know that Jesus has already done for us what a mother hen will do, put himself between us and the fox, opening his wings wide to protect us, bearing his own breast 
giving his own life so that we might be saved. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mother to us all. Amen.